Hey guys, welcome back to the survival show manly musing segment. Of course, I'm producer Ben and before we get to Craig and his talk today, I would like to remind you to go and check out the new tiny survival guide and card. Simply go over to tinysurvivalgear.com. All right, let's get into today's manly musing segment. Hey there, everybody. Craig Cottle, director of Nature Blind School, co-host of the Survival Show podcast, coming to you for another Manly Musings. Thanks for joining me. Hey, we've been having a good time with uh, the Survival Show podcast, so I hope you're enjoying it. Uh, we've been getting a lot of good feedback. One of the feedback pieces that I've gotten is uh, actually from David and producer Ben on trying to do a better job with my audio on my Manly Musings. So I'm trying something new today. Hopefully it sounds a little bit better for you. And if so, throw us a feedback on it and let us know what you think. And we're always, always trying to improve everything that we're doing. And one of the ways that we do this is that we constantly listen to your feedback. So it's all about you, right? It is, seriously, it's about you. It's about you, the listener. So thanks for uh, helping us out with that. So today, just to set the stage for you, I'm here in Central Kentucky. Uh, I'm in my happy place. I'm out in the middle of the woods and um, set everything up so I can record. And what I wanted to do, I didn't necessarily intend podcasts from Manly Musings last week on how to train to be part one. But after I got to thinking about what we did, I think I needed to do a part two. And that's what I'm going to do today. And that is basically going through the process of learning how to train to the extremes. Uh, a lot of this is based upon my own experience. Some of it's based upon some hardcore research, uh, some del uh, very developed science in how to train to extreme so that you are not wasting your time and wasting your money if you're going to a school, for example, but getting the most bang for your buck, as they say. You'll often hear me speaking uh, of a phraseology, and I used it last week, that's rooted more in military circles than anything, military training, what's what I refer to as embrace the suck. And if you're not familiar with this, embrace the suck is basically an uh, interesting and encouraging way for people to be comfortable in uncomfortable situations. We all need to do it. You need to do it. I need to do it. And this could be any number of things, something like dealing with difficulties that were presented in basic training. So if you know anybody that's went through basic training, they know how to embrace the suck. Um, Another way would be extend, uh, spend an extended period of time in an um, outdoor environment, for example, in the rain. Uh, case in point, last year we were, we were in the business of training some federal agents, and it rained. Out of the eight days that we were there, it rained every single day except for maybe one and a half. <laughs> so we were in the rain. Everything was wet the whole time. Uh, that That's a way that you have to learn how to embrace the suck. And... In anything where you have to deal with the the basically the effects of complete and utter exhaustion and exertion of any kind uh, you could be you could have an illness uh, you could be going through radiation or chemotherapy uh, you could be doing physical exercise you could be doing a ruck and you could be doing a tough mutter competition but something where you basically get to the point where you you have to will yourself up off the ground because you can't stand any longer you have to get up and move so again obviously something like military training is good for that um, but we can put ourselves in these sorts of situations as well 
Last week, what I discussed is the science of building up effective skill. And so if you haven't listened to that podcast, I highly recommend you listen to it first because this one's going to build upon uh, podcast number one. But basically, the the uh, Cliff Notes version of what I discussed last week is this, is that basically we have thought processes and we have uh, feeling through nerve fibers in our hands and our legs and our bodies everywhere throughout our bodies. And basically what happens is that when your body senses something, your mind sends a signal through a, a network, a neural network, and it then tells the muscles how to react to that particular response. And what we learned last week through some research and study um, is that is that basically um, the process of embracing the suck, dealing with uncomfortable situations and becoming comfortable with them, what scientifically happens in the body is that that neural network doesn't really change all that much, but what does happen is that there is some insulation that surrounds that network and that insulation basically gets thicker. And it's, you know, it's on a microscope level, we'll never see this, but we know that that's happening and this has been proved in the laboratory and, and science has proven this to us, okay? So how best do we go about, well, let me, let me and, and one more thing, that insulating network is there for the sole purpose of allowing that information to pass on that network uh, in a more secure manner so that things get done. And so basically, uh, it would be like uh, an electrical wire that has hunks of insulation missing you know, electricity could easily pop out of that and and and, and um, shock you <laughs> and get outside of the insulated copper wire. And your thought processes work the same way. So what we wanted to get in today is how do we get that insulation around our neural network where it needs to be without causing more problems, okay? So one, one of the big things is learning how to do this for specifically for survival training there's a number of ways to get out there and get education you know obviously watch some youtube videos and then go out and practice a technique until you get effective with it okay you can read a book you can read one of my books you can read anybody's book for that matter and go out and practice a technique again until listen you get effective with it or you can go to a training course like nature reliance school or any other school anywhere in the world learn from an experienced teacher, that experienced teacher will help you get down that road a little bit uh, more effectively just because they've been there, done that. And then guess what? After that, you need to continue your technique until you get effective with it. The reason I'm discussing this is because I've, I've read, heard, and seen so many training environments where people and instructors just immediately put you into this stressed out environment. There's a time for that. Okay, I'm not saying that there's not a time for that. I'm not saying they're wrong. But the time is after people have developed effective technique. Okay, And so coming to a, let's say, a, a level one nature reliance school course and then coming to an, a level two or a level three nature reliance school course does not make you what you need to be to be in, put under heaping amounts of stress. Unless after that level one course... For example, you spent uh, your due diligence in training and getting more effective. Okay, so that is key. That's why, in for for example, in, in our coursework, and and I say our coursework because, in my opinion, for the research proves that this is how you should train. Whether you do it with us or somebody else, it doesn't matter. Just look for this type of training. 
is that the training should be helping you learn how to train on your own after you leave because a week long or a week end course is not enough it's just it's simply not enough and so you need to be dedicated in your training and getting bigger and, and better and all that kind of good stuff now uh, the reason a lot of schools do this is there there's probably about two or three reasons that schools do this is that either they've seen that's the way it's done in the military and they're trying to imitate it and what if that's the case what they're missing is that you know basic training for example is you know 10 weeks minimum okay and so they have 10 weeks to in, engage and embrace that type of mentality and so they will learn from it and it's not just a short hey one day two day three day or a week long sort of adventure okay the other one is that a lot of these instructors that do this have former military experience themselves and that's the that's the only way they know how to train and what they don't realize more often than not is that that sort of mindset doesn't translate very well over to a weekend or a week-long course for example you know uh, Jeff Cooper said it best he said that we will not rise to the occasion but rather we will default to our level of training and that is incredibly true so it's important that when you go out and train on your own to get effective that you work hard on getting effective and you set your ego aside so you recognize when you are effective with let's say a bow drill fire in the rain for example okay so those sorts of things are important for you to be able to recognize and set aside so you know that you're on track and getting effective because that being effective is what is incredibly incredibly key so if that if that sort of training is something you've experienced and there's two things that you need to do post event after an event of training that is very important to you is that under a stressful environment of training it gives the opportunity for a student to find out how they deal with stress and so that they can continue to make their training more effective. You know, I listened to a podcast, Joe Rogan's podcast the other day, where he was interviewing a Navy SEAL, and he was talking about this whole embrace the suck concept. And um, I listened to this, I listened to this podcast uh, right after I put all these notes together for this, so I'm adding this in now. But it was so key, and I was like, wow, I really know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, I mean, I do a lot of research, obviously, I have a lot of experience, but. I really look up to these Navy SEALs, and this guy was a, a SEAL that had been, went through cold weather training in Kodiak, Alaska, you know, they, they had to break the ice on the lake, and they jump in in nothing but their shorts and shoes, and they have to stand there for five minutes. They basically make themselves almost go hypothermic, and then learn how to deal with it. Now, here's the key to that sort of training. If you've got an instructor that's thrusting you into that environment, and they haven't done anything like that with you before, or they haven't asked if you do that on a regular basis, then you're you're not in the right place. You're asking for trouble, okay? Navy SEALs can do that because Navy SEALs have been embracing the suck for, you know, weeks if not years before that sort of training. And so that's, that's vital if you want to in, engage in some very stressful, um, stressful training. Secondly, and I think more likely after a post event where you've had stressful training uh, what happens is these schools do this and uh, it's very memorable and so you go home and you tell everybody about it and I'm just sorry but the the facts of the matter is it's more marketing than anything so if let's say for example I teach an HR school class 
and uh, I, I basically tell everybody jump in the Kentucky River and float down for 100 yards and get out in the middle of, you know, 20 degree weather or whatever. You think they're going to tell everybody when they get home how crazy I am and how cool it is and all that kind of good stuff? Yeah, they're going to. And that's that's just a good way of marketing. And I'm not interested in utilizing my students' uh, uh, difficulties under extreme conditions as marketing fodder. I'm just not that type of guy. I'm, I'm just not that type of person. Some people are. I'm just not that type of person. Um, one of my mentors, I speak of him often, uh, Cornelius Nash of Enhanced Tracking Applications, he along with Michael have helped me grow tremendously, both in my uh, development as a professional instructor. Um, you know, Corn was a major in the United States Army, uh, has incredible background, graduate West Point and all this stuff. Mike would spend a career in law enforcement. And both these guys have, have made had a huge influence on how it is that I do things uh, because I the reason I say that I can't really say because it's their courses, but I will say this: they train the best of the best, and they do it all the time. I mean, they are t they are tr literally training some of the best and most hardened and most uh, some of the MOSs and jobs that are the most stressed out in the entire arsenal of the United States military. They do this on a regular basis, and uh, I've had the wonderful and blessed opportunity to be with them and they've let me engage in some of those classes and actually in a, in a couple of them they've helped me uh, do some uh, instruction so I'm just very thankful for them but one of the things that Corn has always impressed upon me is that all teaching from my perspective me as a teacher should always be relevant should always be teachable and it should always be applicable meaning when you leave my class I want you to understand its relevance to your life and how you're going to use it I want you to be able to teach it to other people and it needs to be very, um, just, you know, for lack of a better way of saying it, relatable and reusable, okay? The, the, these are important because if you just leave class and all you can do is talk about your experience in class because it was so stressed out, then you really wasted your time and money. What you need to be able to do is basically continue to do those skills, learn what you, what you got from it, and then share those with other people. That's one of the things that Navy SEAL on Joe Rogan's podcast said the other day is that they were continually put under incredibly stressful conditions over and over and over again. And it wasn't just to embrace the suck, although that's what it felt like. More often than not, it did help them learn what they needed to do under stress. And so because they had so many heaping amounts of stress, then they've continued to get to the point where being under stress was not the big deal. Stress was just part of it and then they were able to calm themselves and learn from it. So here, here's some ways, you know, here's some action items for you. Here's some ways that you can learn uh, under stress and do it in such a way that there's more reward than risk, okay? So more than anything, uh, find a training partner to push you, okay? Find, this, this goes for your workouts, this goes for your bushcraft, this goes for your survival training, whatever it is. Find somebody else to go with you and then have them do things uh, with you under stress, meaning they throw some things that you're not expecting because because learning how to do the unexpected is vital to survival. Very vital. So surprises are an important and vital aspect of that training. So a good a good uh, good instructor, a good partner is going to be able to do that for you. So another one is to engage in this sort of training in a, this is number two, prolonged manner, meaning when you 
go when you see that you have some time and you and you have the ability to get out and spend extended periods of time even if it's just a weekend okay because most of us have jobs and we got to figure out how to get all this stuff done and get it done right but we also have jobs and families and responsibilities and all that stuff you know if you see that there is a weekend where it's going to pour the rain the entire weekend then get out in it spend the whole time of the weekend out learning what gear works right how you deal with rain on an extended event. So uh, that's vital, okay, uh, very vital. And number three, the other way, is to just engage in stressful things no matter what they are. Uh, if Again, if you listened to podcasts last week, you learned that stressful situations help build that insulating layer around our axons over and over and over again, no matter what the stress is. And so you could have the stress of being physically abused as a child. That will make you more able to handle stress. Uh, you can do this with heavy, uh, regular, but safe rucks where you're rucking with heavy weight uh, through the woods, for example. You can do it with doing a lot of, you know, a regular array of deadlifts and stuff of that nature. And that's how you learn how to deal with yourself under stress. Okay. Those are three different ways that you can do that. Okay. So, yeah, I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of people getting past their limits. If it, It's just necessary for people to be effective in the ways of survival. We just need to make sure that we do it very intelligently and based upon science and not something based upon the whims of an emotion of a, a crazed quote-unquote survival instructor. So, hey, hey, thanks for, thanks for listening again. Thanks for being here. Figure out to take those action items and put those into play in your life so that you can apply uh, yourself under stress, learn how to be better at it, and that way you'll be prepared for whatever might come your way. Suffice it to say, again, we're working diligently to bring you more and varied content on the Survival Show. So thanks for that. Thanks for your support so far. We got a lot of really cool things coming up. Uh, one of the, well, yeah, I'll keep that to myself yet until it gets fleshed out a little bit more. But yeah, we're really excited. There's some really cool things coming. I'm just down there. There's some really cool things coming. Hey, and big thank you for helping the Kickstarter for the Tiny Survival Guide and David's Tool Card. So, um, it's just, oh man, man, it, it just, it's rocking. Uh, pre-order site is up. And so those that want to buy some extra items, cause there were a lot of suggestions from you on Kickstarter on, uh, things that we could add to that basic tiny survival guide and we're finding them, we're sourcing them now. And so we're really appreciating that all the feedback we got. So you can check all that out on tiny, tiny survival so until next time, you all, thanks for listening. Keep it simple, be positive, and stay sharp. All right, guys, that wraps up today's Manly Musings segment. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you learned a lot. Let us know what you think. And don't forget, you can engage with us anytime over on Patreon. Let us know how we're doing. You can give us some suggestions for our future podcasts. And you can submit questions to be answered on our full-length show. And remember, keep it simple, be positive, and stay sharp.